A River to Cross, Chapter 61 Why We Can't Fix Our Own Sin Problem The Backstory Behind Our Inability to Be Right with God on Our Own Quote, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. End quote. Psalm 51, 5. We are born in sin, and we are stained for life. We have no way to clean ourselves up. We have nothing by which we can ever remove the sin stain from our lives. Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, When Christ calls a man, he bids him come and die. The first step in truly trusting in Christ is to know that we absolutely have to have him, and he does not need us at all. In other words, he has all that is needed, and we have nothing. This is why Peter answered Jesus' question, You do not want to leave too, do you, by saying, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. John six sixty seven sixty eight. On our best day, with our very best self-effort, all we can do on our own is produce more sin. Our flesh is dead, and all that flesh can produce is more flesh. The things of God are the things of the Spirit. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. John chapter 3, verse 6. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law, and those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Galatians five seventeen to 24 There is no human method or standard of living humanly possible that can make us right with God. So, in love, God sent his only son to die in our place to give us life. The people who were present and listening to Jesus were already alive physically, but Jesus instead referenced a spiritual life when he said to them, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly, John 10.10. He was not speaking of our physical life, but of our spiritual life, both here and now and in eternity. In fact, all of God's word is the wonderful story of how God created us and loves us and wants to have a love relationship with us through Christ Jesus. 
To be in relationship with God was his very reason for creating us, and God has been pursuing us in relationship for thousands of years, and he still is today. He pursues us because he loves us, and this is how much God loves you and me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. John 3, verse 16. We do not pursue God, nor can we. He is the one pursuing us in this love relationship. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. Those are the words of Jesus found in John chapter 6, verse 44. We love because he first loved us, he meaning Jesus, 1 John 4, 19. We have to understand our true condition before God, which is exactly what Jesus referenced when he said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Matthew chapter 5, verse 3. To be poor in spirit is to know that we absolutely need a Savior. Jesus said, it is not the people who are well, there are no well people who are well, free from sin, apart from the finished work of Jesus Christ, but there are just those who think themselves to be well. But it is those who are sick that he came to save. In other words, he came to save those who know they have a desperate need for the one true Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is the truth for each of us. We can do all things through Christ, but away from him we can do nothing. Philippians 4.13 and John 15.5 Our sin gives rise to our need for a Savior. Each of us has sinned and fallen short of God's standard of perfect holiness, Romans 3.23. And if for some reason we claim not to have sinned, we are lying and there is no truth in us. But if we confess and admit our sin, God steps right in and cleans us up completely, 1 John 1.9. So we learn to live the way Paul described. Yet we know that a person is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. So we also have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law, because by works of the law, no one will be justified. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 2.20 We learn that life is really lived when we die spiritually and live trusting in Jesus Christ. When we come to the end of ourselves and see how foolish it is to rely on our righteousness and instead trust that God is the real answer, we can say, God be merciful to me, a sinner, like the poor tax collector in this parable told by Jesus. Two men went up into the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. 
but the tax collector standing far off would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. Luke chapter 18 verses 10 through 14. So God loves me and you so much he sent his only son to die that we might be brought into relationship with him. He has done all that is necessary for our relationship. We just have to reach the place where we finally know that we are completely dependent upon God. We are all prodigal sons and daughters, and he is waiting with gracious open arms for those of us who recognize our position like the son in this story told by Jesus. I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father, but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring quickly the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring the fattened calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found and they begin to celebrate. Luke chapter 15 verses 18 through 24. An honest look at myself reminds me and all of us, that my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name.